Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's ride on your Wednesday morning. Look, this is my live mailbag, and they are, this is, I can't be on. I got to be honest, even during the season, have not had a situation that was like this. Fans are distraught. They're distraught for so many reasons. The players that are kept, the players that have left, it's just a situation where you're wondering, what are the Steelers doing? I've had several of my ride or die crew come out and say, I think the word that might have been used the most throughout all of this has been brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And it's not so much that the losses that they've concurred are really, really bad to the point that it's going to be a detriment to the team. But I think a lot of it is just some of these players are kind of like the heart and soul of this organization. And to see them leave is it's a gut punch. It's an absolute gut punch. There's no better way to put it. And I have to be completely honest with everyone. This is being recorded live on the locker room app. And so if you're if you're not on the locker room app and you're an iOS user, make sure you go to the locker room app. Just search locker room. Download it for free, create a free account. You can join me every Tuesday night for my Wednesday podcast. I get recorded and run it on Wednesdays. But still, 
my goodness, this is just one of those situations where the fan base seems to be really wrecked. <laughs> they seem to be really wrecked. I put out the Q&A on my Twitter feed, got a ton of responses, people that are just like, what are the Steelers doing? Have some people tuning in live on the Locker Room app, so if you're listening live and you want to talk, just throw out a speaker request. I'd be glad to have you on. We're going to go back and forth between live conversation as well as dipping into the Twitter mailbag. Let's get things started with Patrick on Locker Room. What's up, Patrick? How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? I can't complain. I'm assuming you're a Steelers fan. Your logo says Celtics, but I'm sure you're a Steelers guy, right? Uh, I'm not a Steelers guy, but I do have a Steelers-related question. So sure. I'm, okay. I'm a big Niners guy, so you know. That's fine. Go um, for it. I'm watching uh, the Steelers right now and the whole Juju scenario. It doesn't look like he's committed to come back. So what, what do you think that they're going to do to fill his gap in the offense? I know they have Claypool and they have um, the other wide receiver there. Um, I think it was Johnson that's really good. But I feel like they're still going to need another piece on the offensive end to help them out. And then the second part to that is uh, where do you think Juju fits best on another team since you've been watching him probably more closely than most? Yeah, so let's start off with what the Steelers are going to do. If there's one position I'm comfortable with the Steelers drafting, it is wide receiver. Uh, They've been like a wide receiver factory under Kevin Colbert for a lot of great, great players that have come from second, third, you know, middle round picks that have turned into just tremendous players. I have no doubt that the Steelers will be able to withstand a Juju Smith-Schuster departure. James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. They did bring back Ray-Ray McLeod. I think he'll have a role in Matt Canada's offense. But ultimately, I do think that the Steelers are going to have to draft a receiver if they lose Juju. Now, I'm not going to... Michael Beck, our deputy editor, he said he got inside knowledge that Juju was offered a one-year deal in Pittsburgh to stay. Not sure if he's going to take that or not. By the time this is published on our audio side, it might already be a done deal. But still, in terms of where he fits best, Patrick, to answer your question, in my opinion, and I've watched every single snap of his career since he's come into the NFL with the Steelers, he does best when he has other weapons around him. He's just not a true, genuine number one receiver. And a lot of Steeler fans will say that's blasphemy to the umpteenth degree. But I still just don't. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the route tree. And he doesn't have that. He has a big play threat, but he's always never been that he's going to take the top off the defense type of player. And so because of that, he has to have someone around him that can distract a defense. He did his best work when Antonio Brown was drawing double, triple team, triple coverage every single time he ran a passing route. So the one thing you have to understand about Juju is that he can fill a very big role for a team. He's a great middle of the middle of the field, tough catch, get those yards after the catch. He's tough as nails. He's not that he is not valuable. I just don't think he's a number one. So if a team picks him up thinking that's what they're getting, they're going to be. I think they're just going to be disappointed, to be honest with you. Thank you, Patrick, for that. If anyone else is on Locker Room, you want to talk about the Steelers or bring up something, let's get it started. We'll keep it rolling with Nick. What's up, Nick? What's going on? Hey, Jeff. Um, So my question is around um, the defensive tackle position. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of assumed that Tyson Alualu was just going to be back this season um, with the Steelers. So after he signed with the Jaguars, do you think, I guess there's three options. Do you think that they'll draft somebody? Do you think 
that they'll sign someone in free agency, or do you think they're just going to roll with bugs? Well, they also have Carlos Davis. Let's not forget about him. But I, Alawalu was a guy that I said all along, I don't necessarily feel that they had to make a priority. And what, let, me, let me make this very clear what I mean by that. I was watching as everything was going down with you know, bringing in B.J. Finney and the salary cap, the <clears> space <throat> was just dwindling. And even at two years, six million, whatever he got, if the Steelers feel right now that they can save money by not giving him $3 million a year, I don't even know if that's what it breaks down to, but just in general terms, and they can give that to someone, let's say, a center, which I've been saying this for weeks, if they can get a veteran center, it's going to help them in so many ways, then if they can, you know, and they cut Vince Williams. And so that frees up another $4 million, I think, in salary cap space. So if they're going to use that to get a center that's a really good player, then it's it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And I, I hope I, that makes sense. I hope it makes yeah, sense. Go ahead, Nick. I guess I'm just worried because, you know, Alulu was so important to our run defense. Mike Hilton was so important to our run defense. Vince Williams was so important to our run defense. And we see these three guys walk out the door. Well, not all of them, right? Unfortunately, Vince, who was one of my favorite Steelers, got released. Yeah. Um, but, like, that just really worries me. Like, we can have the greatest pass rush in the world, but if we can't stop teams from running the ball, you know, I mean, well, I know we have Cam into it, but our run defense was just generally a lot better with Alu-Alu. So I, I feel like it's this is an important position, and I feel like I hope they address it properly. I would like to see them draft or pick up somebody. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a new position of need because a lot of people did assume Alu-Alu was going to be back. So at least myself, I didn't really look into any free agent D lineman or any draft prospect D lineman until literally today after I saw the signing. So I'm not sure if you had anyone in mind that you've been looking at. I honestly haven't because I look at the run defense and it's layers. It's not just the defensive front. You know, I mean, uh, Alulu and Cam and Tuit, they all have their role. But missing Devin Bush was huge last year too. Let's not forget that. Like not having Devin Bush in the middle – and Vince Williams is great, but he always has to be with someone really athletic. Well, now Robert Spillane's going to be back in 2021. He signed his uh, restricted free agent or exclusive rights restricted free agent, whatever the heck it is. He signed his tender. He's going to be back. I think now linebacker moves up on the draft needs, and so does defensive tackle. I, I don't think that it's a high priority because I think you can find value and talent in the middle rounds. Don't forget they have that. They have some extra picks. Actually, one extra pick, a comp pick from Javon Hargrave leaving. I do think Nick that it's a position they're going to have to address. Maybe it will be a free agent that's kind of just kicking rocks, waiting for someone to pick him up, and they get him on the dirt cheap. I mean, that is still a possibility. I don't have any player in my head, but um, the, the Steelers. I trust that they have a plan, Nick. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's go to our next caller or speaker locker room attendee michael beck deputy editor what's up mike oh not too much how you doing jeff can't complain not at all oh yeah <laughs> i'm uh calling in today because you breaking news are you breaking news on the show i i don't have breaking <laughs> news unfortunately but uh i did want to i did want to come say hello and uh chat some steelers football because uh not getting enough of it up here in the pacific northwest <laughs> uh, that's shocking i mean yeah so 
let's let's talk about this because you and I are on. You both and I have both said that we're going to die on this hill. With they need to get a veteran center. Who are some players you have your eye on? That is, I know that the Raiders they just released their center, who was a Pro Bowler last year. I do believe. Yeah. Um, who are you thinking? Man, Rodney Hudson. That would be that would be really nice. But you know what? Like I, I've been talking about this a lot. That second tier wave. Man, Nick Martin, he's been on that uh, block for so long. I feel like he's going to be on pennies for the dollar, even if it's just a one-year scab. I'd love that move. I Heck, I would just take, like I told you, I think I told you on our Slack channel, I would just take Alex Mack. You know, he's a veteran. Oh, yeah. You could get like two more years. You could probably draft a guy within that time frame. Um, but it, it's just going to be interesting. What do you think is going to happen on the defense? I want to ask you that. Vince Williams leaves. So Vince Williams gets cut. That was one of the cryptic tweets that was sent out. You know, I, I hear the streets calling, yep. I think is what he said. What's the defense going to look like? You're missing Hilton, and this is something that Nick brought up just a few seconds ago. You're missing Hilton, you're missing Alawalu now, and now Vince Williams. My gosh, what in, that, what in the world is that doing to the team needs? Yeah, that, that really shuffles the deck, and really it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you right now. I, I feel like this team, like, instantly I think inside linebacker shoots up that uh, – need board especially like uh Zabin collins being someone i think could be available when the steelers are drafting it, i think the defense in general is going to look a whole lot different next year and just kind of be a, a little bit different uh philosophically but outside of that and, and i'll throw this back to you with a question i feel like running back is definitely being pushed way down the board here and and almost it like i already thought it'd be hard for them to take a, a first round running back uh but as of now, it feels like it'd be hard for them to take a running back really with any of their early picks. Could you foresee them uh, going to free agent market trying to find someone on the cheap, or is Benny Snell even enough? No, Benny Snell's not enough. I'll say that right away. But I will say that if they, like, let's say they go, I don't know, let's say they go tackle in round one. I'm not going to be upset. Let's say they go linebacker in round one. Not going to be upset there either. If they have Javante Williams on the board in the second round and they pass on him, I might cry a little bit because he's <laughs> he. I know it's the second round; it's not the first pick, it's not the top pick, but my gosh, he would be a great addition to that running back room. Um, he's just such a tough runner, good hands out of the backfield. I just think that I, I don't necessarily need them to get Etienne or Harris or um, I don't even know if I said. Etienne's name right, but whatever. Uh, Javante <laughs> Williams, those three guys are on my radar. And I'm like, man, if, if they can just get one of them, but I don't want them to reach. And I don't think center's on the board in the first round anymore. I would be fine with Collins, by the way. Zayvon Collins mm-hmm. is a freak, and I know you've been touting him for a while. But um, it, this this changes a lot. I thought that Marquise Pouncey's retirement changed a lot. It moved my the center position all the way to the top of my team needs. Shoot, now the the deck has been shuffled all over again. I honestly don't know what I would put at the top. What would you put at the top of your team needs? Who uh, you know what center? It, it's got it's got to be the center spot. I think uh, just Riser, because it, yeah, it changes up everything. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It, it's going to be and it, there's still a lot to be done, folks. So if you're listening to this, whether it's live on locker room or whether you are listening on the audio side, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or behind the steel curtain, subscribe and follow so you don't miss a thing. Look, I, they are going to make more moves, okay? I expect an extension coming. But, Michael, last question before I let you go. Who is – if you were going to give an extension to someone and, and priority would being to create more salary cap space, who are you giving it to? Oh, I, I think I have to look at the corners first. 
Uh, Steven Nelson, of course, being the younger guy, I feel like that's probably the, the first place you look. But outside of that, like I'm still not against giving Joe Hayden uh, a couple more years as well. Uh, even if he lost a step speed-wise, his football IQ is still off the charts. And then uh, you could you could slide him inside. Like They do have the need at, at nickel now, of course. Uh, and he could even do the Rod Woodson thing and perhaps play a couple years at safety. Uh, either of those corners, I think, uh, are well-deserving of uh, more money and some more years. I agree 100%. Well, Mike, thanks for stepping in and talking. We appreciate it. Um, anyone else that's watching live on Locker Room, if you want to talk, just send a speaker request. I'll be glad to get you on to talk about the black and gold. In the meantime, let's go over to our Twitter mailbag. Got a lot of questions. A lot of fans were just fired up. Uh, Lucas Sims connoisseur, not sure what that means. He says, how do you feel about the defense in 2021? I believe fans are going too crazy. We drafted Highsmith for a reason. Can replace a nose tackle that didn't have a high snap count and resigned, re-signed our other slot cornerback. I think they're all making a small decline, but youth will increase. I kind of agree with that take. I think the defense is, and like Michael said, is going to look different. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be worse. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be worse. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back off of the break, I'm going to go back into the Twitter bag. Anyone else that wants to talk on Locker Room, be glad to have you on. We're going to talk about some free agents. Maybe they're still out there, you know, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hart from co-editor of BindTheSteelCurtain.com, live on the Locker Room app. Remember, if you're an iOS user, you can get this Locker Room app for free, costs nothing. Create an account, free, costs nothing. Follow me, at jhartman underscore P-I-T, and I'd love to have you on, just like I'm going to have Jim on right here. Jim, what's up? How's it going? Uh, you need to talk me off a ledge here with what they're doing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm almost to the point now where when is when do you say the Steelers should go in complete rebuild mode? Like, and now, now listen to me on this one. I know it's kind of crazy talk, but if you take Watt and you say, okay, let's trade him, like for two first-round picks and two second-round picks, like do you do that now while you have the ability to do that? You see what I'm saying? Well, I see what you're saying. For first things first, let me ask you one question. I'm going to follow it up with another question. First question okay. about TJ Watt. Do you think that TJ Watt is a generational player? Meaning you're only going to see a TJ Watt once in a generation. Do you think he's a generational player? He, yes, but I also think next year he's going to ask for not just the Brinks, the Brinks truck, the backup. He's going to ask for the semi. Well, and, you know, hold on, Jim. Hold on. You answered the okay. question with yes. You never, never, never get rid of a generational talent, in my opinion. 
Okay. It's Ben Roethlisberger was generational talent. Troy Paul, would you ever have thought about that with Troy Polamalu? He got paid. Trust me, he got paid. But so like with Troy, when he was in his prime, if someone said, would you have traded Troy for two first-round picks in two seconds, would you have done it? Uh, see, that's what I don't know. That's You're I'm actually tra- thinking about it. I would have said, oh, yeah. heck no. There's no <laughs> way I'm trading Troy Polamalu. No way at all. Okay, but that's fine. Now let me ask you a second question, Jim, and then I'll give you a chance to rebut. Okay. What does a complete rebuild look like to you? Because it's different for everyone. So when you say, what's it going to take for this team to go into complete rebuild mode? I kind of want to know what that is in your mind. Okay, so if I'm doing like right now, I'm saying, okay, quarterback. We need a one of the top five quarterbacks from this year. We need a running back. We need a tackle. We need a defensive back. Because our second, like our, like Nelson and those guys, they're getting paid $14, $15 million a year. And right, to me, right. they're going to be going soon too. And we have no one to fill those spots. So it's like, do we start looking at getting rid of these guys? I, I, I understand that we got a, the defense now and we're kind of looking and we're saying, okay, we could do this. We can maybe mess around with it. But are we just mediocre compared to some other teams and even in the North? That's, that's starting to do the change in the move, you know? Like, I'm looking even at uh, for quarterback. I know you're not a big Ohio State fan when it comes to quarterbacks. But don't forget, Justin Fields, he was from Georgia. So he's not really a true Ohio State quarterback. Now, if I if Pittsburgh has a chance of getting him, I think you jump on him. I Look, no one's been a bigger supporter of Dwayne Haskins coming to the Steelers than me. Now, you can go back and listen. All the shows that I've done, I've said that he is the one wild card. And, Jim, the, the thing is is that when you talk about tearing it down, um, if I think if, you, if they were going to tear it down, there's there would have been no reason to bring Ben Roethlisberger back to redo a deal. You just would have taken the hit. You would have eaten it, and you would have said, "Let's." you're trading away people. You're literally just dumping cap space. I just don't think, and, Jim, thanks for stepping up and talking. I appreciate it. Good conversation. I, I just don't think the Steelers are that type of team that's ever going to say, you know what, we're going to have, like the Pittsburgh Pirates called it, a bridge year. That's something that the Pirates did. And I know a lot of people aren't Pirate fans, but they literally came out after they almost won 100 games in a season and said, we're going to have a bridge year. What does that mean, guys? That means that we're basically calling this year off and we're just going to kind of just coast and hope we do better the year after. The Steelers are never going to do that. They're never going to do that. And as much as fans might want to play Madden and say, hey, let's just trade everyone away, I just don't think that happens. I really don't. Let's go to Brian Miller. Brian, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on? Oh, just as an intro, I yeah, I'll I will give you a quick story. I used to be a huge pirate fan. Used to live outside of Pittsburgh. Now I'm in Texas. But Sid Bream ruined. Oh, all don't bring of, it up. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have nightmares about it. <laughs> all I can remember is him. With 35 different elbow pads and knee pads on, and he can barely walk, and he hits a score. God Almighty! It's it's it's. I hate it. Anyway, he scored from he scored from second base. Barry Bonds couldn't throw him out from shallow left. And with the funny backstory to that, I don't know if you heard this, is that Andy Van Slyke, who was my favorite player growing up, I loved him to death. He was tough as nails, never wore batting gloves. Anyways, he said he looked over at Bonds before that at bat, and he said, "Barry, move in." Move in. What did Barry? What did Barry Bonds do? He turned to him and he flipped him off. 
and that's all I needed to hear. It's just just like <laughs> twisting the knife. But this isn't a pirate show, Nick or Brian. Sorry. What do you got about the Steelers? What's going on? Well, and and we all know here on here that we won't really know the position of all of the the spots that we have available and what we really need to do for the draft until you know another week or so in free agency at the very least. But that being said, do you think that the Steelers are priming themselves? to try to re-sign or sign back Gentry at tight end? And if so, and if they do that, do you think there's a decent possibility that they cut Ebron and maybe, fingers crossed, try to actually draft a tight end sooner than the sixth round this year? <laughs> I, I do think tight end, Gentry's going to be back. He's still in his rookie deal, so they don't have to worry about Gentry. Ebron okay. is someone that if they were going to cut him, they would save some money. Some have even talked about extending Ebron to save money. I'm not interested in that. I, I just, I you, you say you extend Nelson, okay. You extend Hayden, fine. Restructure to it, that's fine too. Given Ebron, Ebron an extension, no thanks. I'll pass. It's just something about the guy. I just don't think he's a long-term deal in Pittsburgh. I do think, though, that tight end is one of those positions that is a team need that no one is talking about. And that's in free agency. That's also in the upcoming draft. And I think if they can find, and my gosh, Ebron's the athletic guy. He's the one that they, they, they've coveted this type of player for years. Mm -hmm. And so now they have it, but they don't have the other type of guy. They don't have the Matt Spath. You remember Matt Spath? But, Matt Spath yeah. was always with Heath Miller. He was just a blocker, and he was really good at it, by the way. If mm -hmm. they can even just get a guy like that, it's going to complement their offense better. They can run two tight end sets without having to put an extra tackle out there kind of tips your hand offensively. And let's also keep in mind, folks, and this is not just for you, Brian, but anyone listening, is that we have no clue what Matt Canada's offense is going to look like in Pittsburgh in 2021. So we sadly were the, the lasting image in our brain is Randy Feetner's Randy Land running amok <laughs> and you know, butchering things. Matt Canada could have a completely different style, a completely different system, but you know what, Brian? I got to cut you off because you brought up Sid Bream. So thanks for uh, bringing that up. You <laughs> ruined my evening. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, <laughs> let's get to um, Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, um, this is a little off topic, but I thought it'd be kind of fun. Um, I was wondering who your favorite like Steelers draft bust would ever be, and like oh. I have mine, and I would love to give you mine as an example, of, like what I'm asking for. Sure. Like my example is um, Senquez Golston. Golston, I think. Yeah, Senquez Golston him, like, from Ole Miss. I, yeah, I, absolutely. Second round. I pick. was obsessed with him. I was super hype about him. I thought he was going to be the next like great slot corner. I thought he was going to be the next Mike Hilton, honestly. And then Mike Hilton came from Ole Miss, and then he. So that's yeah. why I loved Mike Hilton. But I was wondering, like, if you have like a favorite, you know, Steelers bust, like some guy that you're like, this guy's going to be great, and then he just sucked. Huh, biggest Steelers bust. Uh, thanks, Nick, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Steelers draft bust. I mean, Jarvis Jones comes to mind. I'm going to have to go, though, with one that's further back, second-round pick out of the University of Texas wide receiver, Lima Swede. Because when they took Lima Swede in the second round, I thought this guy's going to be legit. He's the big, tall receiver they needed. They've been looking for that since Plexico Burris had left. And I, I remember, I think it was his year two or three, and he had had a ton of drops, and it turns out the guy had an astigmatism in his eyes. He, he had he had vision problems, and so he's like, "Yeah, I can finally see." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how 
who's not doing their homework that they didn't see this in this guy? I mean, I feel like that should be a routine physical thing there. And Lima Swede just never panned out. The biggest play he ever made was a bone-crushing block on a reception, I think, to Heinz Ward against the Ravens. But other than that, I'll have to go with Lima Swede. Let's get Jim back up here. What's up, Jim? Oh, sorry about that. I dropped my phone, and then the app got kicked off. Um, ah, it's okay. Uh, I was talking to you about Justin Fields. Now, how do you feel about him if he's available? If he's available, my gosh, you, you, you got to take it. You got to pull the trigger. Honestly, there's a there's a group of quarterbacks. I'm not going to put Mac Mac Jones in there. I think it's his right. last name. Yeah. Because I I just don't want that style of quarterback, especially in Matt Canada's offense. But if Trey Lance, if Justin Fields, um, I mean, Lawrence is not going to drop that far, but no. if, if some of those players, if some of those quarterbacks that, you know, are mobile, that can, they can also throw, if they're available, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go with it. And if, I, I've said it before, if they get around 12, if one of them falls, if there's, if, if, if there's not a run on quarterbacks, like everyone's predicting where they have five quarterbacks gone in the, in the first 10 picks, then if the Steelers really think they have a guy that they see as the future, you got to be aggressive, and you got to go get him. Now, who would you take between a quarterback or Collins, that linebacker, that middle linebacker that everyone's talking about? You mean if they're both available? Yeah. If I think that quarterback, to me, you never pass up on a franchise quarterback All because right. that could be your quarterback for the next decade plus. So I would never pass on a quarterback for a linebacker. That's just me, though. I understand where a lot of people would say that linebacker could be great for this year. I'm looking down the road. When you're drafting a quarterback, you're looking at a guy that's going to be your guy for the next, like I said, 10-plus years. Don't pass on that. So, I agree. Thanks. I agree. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, no problem, Jim. Thank you. All right, let's get to uh, Billy Joe. What's up, Billy Joe? Billy Joe, you there? Uh-oh. Billy Joe, you there? Hey, Jeff. What's up, man? Hey, um, I was wondering, uh, the Raiders released their uh, center. Uh, what do you think about him? Well, if they can afford him. I, we were talking about that earlier in the show with Michael. If they can afford it, that that center, Mac, other centers that are still out there, I believe there's only been one center that was Corey Lins- Lindsley that actually got, um, that got picked up. There's centers out there to be had. I think the Steelers need to find the one that they can afford, number one, and also the one that is going to fit their offensive scheme the best. This is where Matt Canada's offense comes in. Adrian Clem, the new offensive line coach, really, really important, really key. So um, I would love it if they picked him up, but I don't know if they can afford that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And I keep hearing things about, you know, B.J. Finney being, you know, rumors, being the Steelers center, you know, I – I just don't think that is their plan, and I'm I, just wondering what we're going to do. I hope it's not their plan. If their plan is B.J. Finney, then the Steelers have issues. They have serious issues because he's a great backup. He's a great flex player. He and J.C. now, in my opinion, are very similar. Uh, they can play center. They can play guard. But, my gosh, they're going to need to get that center at some point. I, I hope that's what they're planning Thank you, Billy Joe. We appreciate you stepping up. And uh, let's go over to Twitter for real quick, and uh, let's get some of these questions answered. I had a lot of questions from my ride-or-die crew. Brian Haynes says, Jeff, with all these free agents leaving, do you think we're waiting to surprise with some big news? I do. I think there's going to be a couple big news stories coming up. 
whether it's uh, extensions, maybe another player cuts, make sure behind the seal curtain.com is set on your browser that you know where it is. Check it out on Twitter because we're going to have all the latest breaking news for you. Brian also asked, what do you feel is our biggest loss so far this off season? I have to be honest. I think that uh, looking at all of those, man, I'm looking at the list of players that are gone. And I, I have to say that I think, I think it's probably Bud Dupree to be completely honest with you, but Bud Dupree, People don't. People underestimate how good he was in run defense. He did a great job. He did a great job. So I think that's where I'll go. Ben asks, what free agent center would you like the Steelers to pick up? We kind of talked about this already in this episode. Also, what position is your prediction for our first-round pick? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Thank you, Ben. Uh, look, the centers, uh, there's so many out there right now I'd be okay with them getting. Um, in terms of the pick, the first-round pick, I am going to honestly go with defense. I think they're going to go with a linebacker. Uh, I don't know what it is. There's something that tells me they're going to go defense and they're just going to, it's kind of like just towing the company line, you know? Lori, longtime listener, says, We knew Hilton was leaving, but signing with the Bengals really hurts. What are your thoughts on this, Jeff? I'm gutted, not going to lie. Hashtag writer. Lori, I love how you have your emotions on your sleeve every week. You know, Hilton leaving. I knew it was going to happen. If you listen to my podcast on Friday, I predicted he was going to leave. And I, I didn't think he was necessarily going to stay in the division. But if he's going anywhere in the division, go to Cincinnati. Because I don't like their defense anyways. I think Mike Hilton is going to struggle in that defense. They don't run the same style as like the Ravens where they would really utilize him. So, hey, good luck in Cincy. That's what I got to say. Good for Mike Hilton, though. Not upset with him at all. He got He got paid. David asks, how do you how did the Steelers keep their defense from falling apart? I know I expected all this in free agency, but it still hurts, especially Hilton to the Bengals. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. The defense is gonna this is gonna fall, in my opinion, on Mike Hilton. I'm sorry, Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, and Keith Butler. For those three gentlemen who are really the three that run the defense, to put together a plan that says we have some changing personnel, here's what it's gonna look like this year. So with Vince Williams gone, with Mike Hilton gone, with Cam Sutton in, Cam Sutton better in coverage, Vince Williams, you're hoping to get more athletic at linebacker alongside Devin Bush. It could be okay. That's all I'm saying. It could be okay. Paul asked, wow, what a day until now. Do you think the Steelers signing a cheap veteran nose tackle? Or do they address this need in the draft? Or is it Carlos Davis season? Hashtag ride or die crew. Paul, I think that both Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis are going to get the opportunity to win the job. Honestly, I don't think they're they're going to get a cheap nose tackle. Don't be shocked if they find if, I, I'm going to say it now. Mark the tape. I won't be shocked if Daniel McCullers finds his way back. I hate to say that, but I honestly feel like I wouldn't be shocked if Dan McCullers finds his way back into Pittsburgh. But, you know, they'll see. This new defense that I speak of might not need a nose tackle. Look, Casey Hampton's not coming back, folks. There's no need for a Casey Hampton in today's NFL in this type of defense, so keep that in mind. Mitchell asked, with Juju most likely gone, Alu-Alu gone, Hilton gone, and Dupree gone, who should the Steelers go after to fill these voids? Okay, with Juju gone, I don't think maybe they get a veteran. They're not going to get one right away. They're going to get one on the cheap. So maybe it is someone like Danny Amendola who might be out there or or someone of that ilk. Um, In terms of Dupree, it's Alex Highsmith. He's already there. Mike Hilton, they signed Cam Sutton. He's going to fill a lot of those responsibilities. And then you have Alawalu. That could be in-house. It could be in the draft. I don't think people should really freak out just yet. I really don't. Vince Williams hurts, but not for the on-field stuff, for his leadership and for 
being a, a really good follow on Twitter as well. So Phil asked, let's just educate why the Steelers let Bud walk. That $16 million a year was way too high for both cap and talent assessment reasons. Look, that's what I've said all along. Bud Dupree was going to price himself out of Pittsburgh. It was going to come to the point where they are going to have to make hard decisions, and Dupree was never part of the plan. And because of that, everyone that with every, everyone that has a brain in between their ears should have known that Bud Dupree was not going to be back in 2021. Okay, SC Hokies and Steelers, does re-signing Cam Sutton affect our compensatory picks? I, I don't think that signing your own free agents back does. I'll double-check, and I'll let you know on Friday for sure. Tanner Meyer says, what do you think of the state of the O-line after the Banner and Finney signings? I don't even count Finney because I don't think he's going to be a starter. But right now, you have Banner, I would assume, is your left tackle or a core four flops over. Those two are interchangeable. Dotson, center, question mark. DeCastro, and then either a core for a banner. Uh, how do I feel? Not very confident. We'll put it that way. I think they need to make some moves there. Zibs asks, with Alawalu and Hilton gone, how high of a priority do you have defensive line and cornerback uh, in the draft? I think that they move up the list, but I don't think they skyrocket all the way to the top. Uh, signing Sutton was so big, and I, I can't stress that enough. It was really, really important for them to keep Cam Sutton, and they did. We all knew they could only take one of the two. Sutton was going to be cheaper, and that's probably why they went that route. John Rollison says that the Steelers are terrible and Ben sucks this year. Do you think that TJ Watt won't want to sign for any amount of money? He's such a competitor. It kind of makes me think that he won't sign hashtag ride or die crew. Uh, you know what? I don't necessarily buy into all that. TJ Watt's a competitor. I don't think he's going to turn his back on the organization, especially if and when the organization says we're going to bake you possibly the highest paid defender in the NFL. Gordon Benz is Jamal Williams logo. Looks like he might consider black and gold. Uh, yeah, you can see the logo on my Twitter feed. It does look pretty similar. I'll be honest. Austin Yates. Should we look at drafting a defensive tackle high because Alawalu is gone? Hashtag ride or die. I think you want to look into drafting a defensive tackle, but not high. I don't think it's a situation where you need to make this your top priority. There's going to be talent there. Trust the draft. Trust the organization. I think that's what we know is best. So, and then a lot of people were just saying it's brutal. Uh, no Hilton, no Alawalu. What the heck are we doing? I've learned throughout my years of covering this team, and I've been doing it since Bud Dupree was drafted. And that's what the, when I started to become the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And I got to be honest, folks, I've learned that you have to trust this organization. Kevin Colbert's back. You got to trust that he's going to make the right picks. I've said it a million times. This draft class is going to be really important. They need to get some starters out of it. Not all of them. Look at 2020 as a perfect example. Six picks, three of them turned into starters, Claypool, Highsmith, and Dotson. If they can do that again in 2021 with eight picks, I think they'll be just fine. I think they will be just fine. So keep that in mind, folks. Don't forget that. Let's get back to a couple calls before we before we uh, call it a show here. Let's go back to Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, Jeff. Yep. Um, so we were kind of talking about tight end earlier and how that's like a really important need. And, um, and I was just wondering um, about Kyle Pitts, basically. I've heard some people say that he might be the best player in this draft and like that he's just like a crazy good athlete. But again, because of all of the highly touted quarterbacks, there's a chance he could slide. Do you think it would be worth 
trading up to get a player like Pitts. If if I suppose if you really believe that he is as good as he's touted to be. I think he's really good, by the way. And I've seen him a lot from watching film of Kyle Trask down in Florida. He's really, really athletic. He's really he's a good player. Now, I'm not trading I'm not even doing a Devin Bush type trade to go up and get him personally. But there's a lot of people that are really high on him. And you have to ask yourself if you were to get a player like that, then what's the use of someone like Ebron and, and how does that work? And again, I always come back to this, the fundamental aspect of we don't know what Matt Canada's system is necessarily going to look like in Pittsburgh. We can speculate based on what he's done in past teams and experience, but every single place he's gone, if you look back, NC State, Maryland, his brief time at LSU, every single place has been different. Every single place has been different. So, okay. Anyone else that wants to speak on Locker Room can throw in a speaker request. I'd be love to have you on. Otherwise, we're going to call it a show. And it looks like we're it. That's good. It was a great show. I thanks everyone for joining me. Make sure you check me back here next Tuesday for another live mailbag. I appreciate everyone. And remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcast, make sure you find us. Steve, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. You'll find Behind the Steel Curtain's audio platform. You'll get my Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the live mic on Tuesday, Steelers Tad Geek on Thursday, and all of our PM podcasts. If you're a diehard Steeler fan, you will not regret it. As we always finish it out, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.